Welcome back to Night Cheese. Uh, I'm Steven. And I'm Tim. And uh, we hope you have uh, already joined us um, since our reunion a couple of episodes ago. And uh, we are back now with a current episode, I guess you could say. I mean, the last two were technically current in that we recently recorded them, but the topics and films and selections we discussed were of the last 10 years. So mm-hmm. what you're going to hear about today is is modern. And uh, <laughs> so uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce you and welcome you to episode 54 entitled Chinese Virus. Now, um, before we go any further, I just want to say <laughs> that that is in no way a um, thinly veiled insult or reference to any person, place, or uh, widespread global pandemic. Um, there, there is actual wordplay involved with our selections this week. Um, and for those of us, for those of you who have been with us for a really long time may have noticed that in our first, uh, first batch of episodes, it was commonplace for us to make wordplay on our selections and sort of merge them together uh, to come into episode titles. So I promise you by the time both of our selections are announced, you will understand why, Mm -hmm. um, I tried to get away with this title as an episode title tonight. I don't know if we, um, just to remind, remind listeners, I know in the past, the reason we may have even talked about this in the last couple episodes, our more recent episodes, but the reason we did it is because one thing we would notice while scrolling through the net, what we, you know, we used to be called Netflix instant was, um, it would kind of take what you've watched and kind of recommend things based on that, but it had these kind of wild genre bending topics. Like, you know, dystopian films featuring a female lead in her mid thirties with three kids. Like it was, it was a very oddly specific topic. It was so, it was hilarious. And so one thing we like to do with, with our uh, titles is would we would kind of combine everything we were recommending and churn out this kind of weird topic that kind of would fit both of those. And so this one, sadly, (laughs) I guess today's alternate title could have been, Films likely to get tweeted about at 3 a.m. by the president. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's much. um, yeah. Not that there's any. I mean, th- these are two really wonderful films uh, that we're going to talk about tonight. But yeah. um, or, or films yeah. that he will co- would complain about. Yeah, that for which some he reason. actually has done with one of them. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Do you remember okay. he was at a camp? Oh, well, I'll get into that when we when we start talking about it. But oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Oh, oh gosh, it's all screaming, coming screaming yeah. back. To now. Oh. Yeah. Sorry to even remind you. That no, it's okay. It's okay. I can't wait to can't wait to un, unravel that one. Yeah. Okay. Oh my goodness. So, um, should we just jump right in then? Yeah. Or yeah. I'll see you want to discuss or let's do it. And one one last little, I guess, kind of update. One thing that we're trying out with this episode, which may continue, may not. I don't know how we're we're kind of just doing whatever we want right now. But uh, in the past, we would both kind of recommend something that theoretically or probably we the other person hasn't seen. Maybe that wasn't always the case. But in this right. one, we're kind of excited because we both have seen these two films. We both love these two. And so it's going to be kind of more of a conversational um, right. discussion. And so I, I'm really excited about that. That's true. You know, thanks for bringing that up, Tim. We are changing the format a little bit tonight. And it's, um, it is, yeah, it's going to be a shared experience. And so um, mm-hmm. um, one thing that's been really useful uh, to both of us in the past is that, you know, we've, we've often found recommendations from one another. Uh, and things that we haven't seen, but uh, we were both pretty affected by these. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it and not have to dance around the plot points too much because that was always one thing that yeah. was hard is that I never wanted to give away too much. But um, so for listeners tonight, I, you may want, I may want to recommend you um, going out of your way to, to see these films um, mm. and maybe coming back and listening to us later too. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's uh, a good point. Just, that's tough. Figure that oh, out. Man. Yeah. They'll, they'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um awesome. one of them more so than the other i guess yeah um so which one do you want to start with i don't know i feel uh, man well it's called chinese virus so let's start with the chinese part first yeah, that sounds great that? just just sounds keep perfect. it in order. so um the first film actually both films that we're discussing uh, come from 2019 um and they both recently made their way onto streaming platforms mm-hmm. so um our first film is a film that takes place mostly in China, hence the Chinese portion of the, the name of our, see, mm-hmm. see, I told you guys that it would, it would, it would click. Um, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, <clears throat> but anyway, this is a film from 2019. It's called the farewell. 
So um, I'll, I'll give, a, I guess, a little background yeah, uh, yeah. on this. So uh, from, and when I say background, I don't necessarily mean on the film. Typically what I like to do is at least give a little context as to how I even landed on this movie in the mm-hmm. first place. Um, so recently, my wife, uh, right before the great travel disturbance of 2020 um, took place, uh, my wife barely just made it back into the States um, from Sierra Leone. And so in trying to help... Um, you know, ease the expected nervousness anyone would have trying to navigate through uh, African and European and Northeastern United States airports. Uh, I was like, hey, you know, find some good movies, you know, to watch while you're on the plane and stuff like that. And so um, she had made a list and we actually are making our way through that list oh, now. Nice. Uh, there are other films I've seen that she's she's seen from that as well. Cool. Um, ones that she thought she wanted to see and like didn't have time to, but it looked good. And then stuff she did see that she's like, you should really watch this. So anyway, um, The Farewell was on that list. And um so that's how I came upon it. Um, for those of you who may have heard of it or are interested in it based on our conversation tonight, if you are a member of Amazon Prime uh, and you have the Prime Video service, uh, that is it is currently free to stream on that service right now. Um, otherwise, I think you would just have to go through any like sort of pay rental service to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, it's really – it's a unique film. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the very premise of it um, in – the um, the picture it paints of Eastern culture and some of the family traditions of that is really uh, really interesting. So you know it follows. Um, help help me out here, Tim. Aquafina yeah, yeah. saying that. Yes, right? yes. Aquafina. I always second guess that because I'm thinking of the water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I know she spells mm-hmm. it differently, I'm mm-hmm. like surely I'm not pronouncing it the same yep. way as him. But there you go. She's a so she's a Aquafina. She's she's an artist, um, artist actress. Mm-hmm. Um, jack of many trades mm-hmm. and um, she is the lead in this film where um, she is um, she has a close relationship with her grandmother and uh, who lives in China uh, Aquafina lives lives in the States and uh, they find out you, it is revealed that the her grandmother's health is failing um, however there is a tradition in the Chinese culture mm-hmm. really, to yeah. to withhold um the medical information from the grandmother um, and everyone else in the family is in on it um, Mm. to sort of ease her passing whenever it comes. Um, And so they stay, so uh, her, so Aquafina is not, uh, not cool with this practice. She's, um, she's fully Westernized. I mean, she, Mm -hmm. she came to the States as a very young child. And so the rest of her family um, is a little bit more deeper into the uh, Chinese culture, having lived more of their life there. Mm -hmm. And so they are all kind of accepting of this culture. And she is just um, square peg in a round hole at this point. Yeah. And um, not okay with, with what's going on. And so it's her kind of wrestling with that idea. And uh, so they stage a, a fake wedding. Yeah. as as a ruse now, for I, everyone to travel back to China to see the grandmother again. I yeah, think. I, will, I will say. Yeah, I will say. I I'm, I have I haven't seen it as recently. Was it an an actual what like this couple was planning on getting married at some point? So but it was they a, sped it, it was, up, or it was a it was a family member of theirs okay. who was dating a girl. Oh, okay. Um, but they were not they were not Ready. engaged. Okay, and okay, I'm okay. Not, I will say I'm not entirely sure they were that serious. Okay, I couldn't remember um, that one part, but I knew it was staged to an extent. So yeah, right. okay. But they had to like inflate the lie so much about saying like they'd been together for over a year and were engaged in all this stuff. Anyway, they they mm-hmm. yeah they they build this elaborate ruse to use as an excuse yeah. for everybody to come and visit the grandmother again and uh, spend time with her and and they put her in charge of like directing the wedding and stuff. So, yeah. um. What's so interesting about this movie is that saying all those sentences out loud sounds like a really cruel joke, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the film progresses and you kind of set yourself in Aquafina's shoes, um, you know, I feel really weird calling her by her real yeah. artist name. Her, her character's name is Billy, so I'm just yeah. going to start saying Billy. Billy yeah. um, you'd be, I feel less awkward saying that. Like awkward I'm, Fina? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That was no, sorry. Well, well played, sir. No, no, you let that lay as plays it lies. Um, so you, you know, you you kind of put yourself as a viewer in Billy's shoes yeah. because this is all very foreign. Mm-hmm. Um, no pun intended there. And yeah. um, 
And so, I feel like one other aspect, or just one other important, was just how yeah. close she was to her grandmother. You know, like, right. I think, yes. I, if I remember right, like, she was, like, almost on a daily basis they would talk, or at least very frequently. Yeah, um, she's probably closer other than her parents, maybe, like, mm-hmm. closer to her grandmother than yeah. anyone else in the family. Yeah. And so I think, you know, she appeals to that relationship mm-hmm. being Absolutely. feeling closer to her than the rest of the family does mm-hmm. um with her growing discontent with yeah. maintaining the lie um and so yeah uh, there's there's more i want to say but i've dominated the conversation so far so i'd, I'd like to and, no and no actually, so I'm take something so if you want to jump in <laughs> <laughs> sure sure um yeah, I'm trying to think. So yeah, so so the the film. I mean, it is it is a. It, I hate saying the word minimal, but it is a very sparse kind of. Simple, simple is not the right word, but in the sense of like, uh, the plot itself is a very, very simple plot. It's it's a it's a family going to see their the matriarch, uh, once she's diagnosed with this, uh, terminal cancer, and it's it's kind of it's obviously it's mostly following Billy. And seeing as she's grappling with these kind of this clash of these two cultures, you know, the Western kind of more individualistic, more uh, concerned with, you know, making sure everybody knows the truth and the facts and making sure everything is, you know, laid out for someone versus like this collective idea of, you know, we we, we take the burden. They take this collective burden of knowing that she has cancer in order to keep her from it, like weighing her for the rest of her her short, you know, shortened life, if that makes sense. Um, and yeah. so it's, it's, it was such a, almost, I want to say almost like tense film because you, you know, you see the, the dilemma, you see the, the mental, there's just the stress on Billy and you never know if at any moment she could just tell her outright. I mean, in fact, it's the one interesting thing in the beginning of the movie, you find out that they weren't even going to invite her because they were afraid that she would tell uh, right. I think Nine Eye was it Nine Eye grandmother Nine Eye yeah that's what they call yeah. it. yeah so just following her I mean it's almost like edge of the seat like is this dam going to burst you know at any moment what's going to happen and that's the true tension of the film so mm-hmm. we're not really spoiling anything by talking oh, about all the yeah. other stuff so I think we can leave that hands off as to mm-hmm. whether or not she actually ever follows through with it or not mm-hmm. um, yeah. because I think the real a lot of the real meat of the discussion this film brings up too is a lot like what you said. Um, there is a scene where I think an uncle of hers is is telling her, you know, I understand that you want to um, tell her because you think that it's like the right thing to do, that mm-hmm. it's the loving thing to do or whatever. Yeah. And he's trying to convince her that not telling her is the true loving thing to do because mm-hmm. they collectively as the family bear the burden for her so she doesn't yeah. have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a, that is an interesting, those are, that was a thought that really stuck with me even after the movie. Like, what is that like we especially like you know as americans and and people like we're just so consumed with wanting to know everything um a lot and not wanting to be kept in the dark um and um them choosing to withhold that for her for that reason um it certainly is love in that and you see that i thought what was really interesting is as the movie progresses there are some moments with other members of the family because you really I'd say maybe for the first half of the movie, I mean, I might be exaggerating. You really only see that stress carried on Billy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like it, you're almost feeling like the rest of the family yeah. because, because they've accepted it, that they're mm-hmm. okay with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or because they're okay with it, they've accepted it. And, yeah. and, it, and it isn't until later on that you also start to see, maybe it's even after that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see other members of the family in different moments you can see that this bothers them too. Yeah. Like they, they have, they have resigned themselves to like, this is the loving thing to do, but they're still upset. Yeah. Um, and they still love their mm-hmm. grandmother and they yeah. are going to, um, you know, that they're, they're not unaffected. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, that's a, that, yeah. that is not an, that is not an easy thing to portray mm-hmm. through drama, you know? Yeah. Um, so in that regard, I mean, these are a bunch of, to, you know, to, to, to your average American film viewer, a bunch of no name actors, um, 
so you probably won't recognize many of the names. And for out of respect for properly pronouncing their names, I'm not mm-hmm. going to go through any of the cast yeah. either. Um, I did recognize the father as like mm-hmm. a character actor from some other things, but yeah. I couldn't quite get mm-hmm. there remembering yeah. exactly seen him I, um, I will say just to one one person i do want to mention is lulu wong the director she, she wrote and directed um the film and okay. she uh one just one quick little interesting thing is this actually is based on her own experience with her grandmother and i think oh, wow. in the i don't remember the exact wording but i think somewhere in the beginning that says like this is based on an actual lie or something like that oh yeah something kind yeah. of clever showing it that like yeah like that. she um she kind of had a very similar experience with this sort of um um, kind of finding herself in the middle of these these two different cultures, the very differing ideas on how to handle something yeah. like of this immensity. Um, and so I thought that was really interesting that she, you know, uh, such a, I mean, yeah, such and, a wonderfully uh, written and directed film. You know, there's there's a there's an interesting idea too. I don't know what your thoughts are on this, Tim. Or you know, you have, you have spent time in other cultures mm. um, throughout throughout your young life, and. Um, <laughs> As have I in, in, in brief, brief times, so my wife more so, but she pointed out this really interesting thing um, after we watched it together, that um, there are certain African cultures that we've been exposed to through our um, adoption processes and our family and stuff where um, this kind of idea is does not sound entirely foreign because a lot of the culture is valuing the relationship the quality mm-hmm. of the relationship above the truth yeah as we as we would consider it mm-hmm. in our culture yeah and like uh we we have had many conversations with people from other cultures who will always tell us what they think we want to hear absolutely um yeah regardless of how ridiculously um uh regardless of how much the opposite is ridiculously provable <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know um in situations i'm like no nah, come Please mm-hmm. just just tell me the truth. Like you yeah. know, I will not be mad. Like just yeah. you know, we will still be friends. Um, I just want to know the truth. Um, but there is there is this high esteem for mm-hmm. the treasuring of the relationship, and yeah. um, and you kind of see that at play here. Mm-hmm. Um, is that preserving maintaining that lie is an attempt to preserve that relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. and an attempt to make her life easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, uh, because, because I should say the, the prognosis, it's a, it's a, like a, it's like a cancer diagnosis or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's not like a sudden thing, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, so and, and I think there's even a quote like the mother said, like in I can't remember now, but it was like, yeah, in our cult, you know, there's a quote that says cancer kills, and they're like, well, you know, Billy was like, well, obviously, of course, cancer kills, and they said, no, <laughs> even just the knowledge of knowing you have cancer, that the idea of just you knowing having that that knowledge about yourself, just the way it will kind of envelop your thoughts, envelop your actions, and it will. I, I'm try, I'm butchering this this conversation in the film. It's been a while, but. but no, there's an idea though. Like you know, the very knowledge of your mortality mm-hmm. being kind of forthcoming. Yeah, you see that play out in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just not yeah. to say that people like give up or something like that, but like yeah, when that becomes real for people, you can see it take a toll. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should say too, I did. I don't think I mentioned this earlier, and I feel like it's important to point out because it sounds like I'm. At times, I second guess myself and feel like we're advocating for um, the rationalization of, you know, lying to our loved ones. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> the, I do. I should point out in the movie they say we will tell her, yeah. like when it's time. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So it's basically just like once they know, that doesn't mean they immediately tell her. Mm-hmm. And so they're maintaining this lie for as long. I think as long as they feel like is appropriate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they would tell her once they feel like it's time for her to know. Yeah. And um, I, one, one thing I love about this film, because um, I'm with you, I don't want to advocate, you know, for one thing or the other, but I, I loved how I'm sure, especially, I'll just say my, my kind of initial reaction as I start watching, I kind of, I'm kind of with Billy. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. Why would you do that? But then as the, the more you go through the film, the more you're kind of wondering what, first of all, what is the right answer? But then this might sound even more... Um, flighty whatever but is is there a right what if both i don't you know it's it's that idea of like 
am I just assuming that's the wrong answer because it's not my own, my own way of thinking, you know, like, right. what if, what if both are correct? And what if, what if they're, what if the right answer, what if there isn't a right answer? I don't, I don't know. It, I love how the film kind of leaves you wondering and really weighing these, these thoughts on your own and kind of, yeah, it doesn't kind of give you a clean, perfect answer. I love that. Well, and, and nor should it really, yeah, because, yeah. um, Tim, you know, is, is, is believing men like, you think about the story of Rahab in the Old Testament, um, where a lie was used to preserve life uh, in that situation. And so I don't know that, I mean, technically on paper, you could call that dishonesty, but that is used as an example um, mm-hmm. of great faith and, and, and a good, you know, demonstration of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it may not be quite as black and white is um you'd be led to believe you know yeah. um which is just something to chew on you know mm-hmm. it's it's a it's an interesting thought and uh and also too like um they they make an interesting point in in this conversation when billy is so intent on trying to bring the truth to light that they said you know your nene did this too yeah. like mm-hmm. she did this to her husband you know yeah um and so like realizing, oh yeah, she's been brought up in this culture. So she yeah. knows, not saying she knows this about herself, but yeah. she, she is aware of this practice. Yeah. She's been complicit in it before. Yeah. So, and it, and it, it does make, and it does make you wonder if she is kind of on, like, right. You know, there's never any sort of, uh, hint of that. Like she doesn't give any, but there's a party that wonders, is she kind of in on it too? You know, like, I don't, is she, yeah. because if it's such a cultural thing, it's almost like you kind of expect, like that is something that may happen, especially as you advance in your age, you know, I don't know. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, um, there's a lot to explore in this film with, mm-hmm. uh, the ideas of, you know, relationship versus the desire for, for wanting to know things immediately. Um, grief and, yeah. um, um, also, you know, the displays of grief and like the time, yeah. of grief and stuff. Like there's a lot of conversations, you know, she's, um, Billy is chastised sometimes for being just openly emotional. Yeah. Um, in that culture. And there's, there are really interesting, com- there are some conversations had there between, I'm thinking about between her and her mother uh, yeah. and one scene that, that are really effective mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff too. And, yeah. and just how, um, I don't know. It shows kind of both sides of the coin because mm-hmm. they have a kind of an intense conversation about, how hurt she was as a child being thrust into American culture yeah. when she didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And for only for her mother to say like, I was also scared, you know? Yeah. But like, also like, Hey, that is a situation where maybe being truthful <laughs> instead of hiding it <laughs> could have been, could have been healthy. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And may, maybe, yeah. or maybe, maybe yeah. it was, um, or maybe that continues to support the idea of, um, hiding realities from people who you don't, who, who it wouldn't be beneficial for them to know about it, you know? Um, because we don't just out and out tell our children when we're terrified about something, like Mm -hmm. what good is that going to do them? You know? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, um, uh, as, as Carl Weathers said in arrested development, you know, there's, there's still some meat on that bone. Um, so there's, uh, there's, you could have quite a stew talking about this, talking about this movie. So, um, it's really good. And, and let me, yeah. let me tell you, like, I don't, I don't know after being gone for what, eight or nine years now, mm-hmm. us, what the, when I say the quality of listener we're going to have, like in terms of like what type of content you seek out for entertainment but i will say um it probably took my wife's recommendation for me to give this movie a shot Mm. um i heard that it was really good and i would have respected that but um i probably would would have taken some convincing to give it a chance just because um seeing it from like the trailer and stuff it it's not a flashy film yeah yeah you know Mm -hmm. it's very plain and i don't i don't mean that in any kind of uh degrading way mm-hmm. like just just it's just objectively kind of plain mm-hmm. all the richness and depth of it is is underneath the plain veneer like you just have yeah. to really dig into the conversations uh, you know it's subtitled at times 
Mm-hmm. Um, there is some English in it as well. Um, which is kind of amusing. Like they go to the doctor and the doctor speaks English. Oh yeah. <laughs> so finally Billy's like, just talk to me. Nobody else is going to be able to understand you, yeah. you know, and everything. And, um, and that was just, that was a uh, kind of amusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not sure, you know, the, the name of the actress who plays nine, uh, the grandmother, but she was incredible too. Yeah. She was, yeah, she was, I was amazing. um, I was a little heart stricken. Um, I mean, she just looks like a grandmother, but honestly, like this is going to sound so silly. I think it was the way she wore her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but last August I lost my grandmother, um, oh, and she, she passed away at 80, gosh, how old was she? 88 years old, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but her hair looked exactly like my grandmother. So I was, I was, feeling oh, like, I was wow. looking like a Chinese granny. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> and I, was, I was just like, oh gosh, this hurts so much more. Oh. Uh, so there was a, there was that. And, oh, uh, man. and also just some of her, you know, it's, it was just, I don't know. Is she was such a fascinating character and such a good grandparent as a character too, because she was very like, like traditional and like proper, but at the same time, like whenever she got the chance to talk to Billy, like she, this, this great demonstration of a, of a, of a wonderful grandparent was that, yeah, yeah she maintained kind of the, the culture and the politeness and the traditions and stuff of, of, uh, her generation, I guess, but she did not shun. She could see through the generational gaps and mm-hmm. love Billy for who she was as an individual. Yeah. And, uh, you don't see a whole lot of that. Mm-hmm. Well, well on a, on a public scale between generations, like within yeah. families, maybe. Um, and if so, that's wonderful. There, there should mm-hmm. be more, of that. but, um, yeah. Um, it was cool to see that played out yeah. too. Yeah. One last thing. The film and, and at least as far as I've seen in like the last couple of years is one of my favorite, like last kind of um, scenes of a film, like the very, the, oh, the immediate yeah. ending was just, I just felt, Oh, like just, right before the credits rolled. Yeah. was just perfect. Yeah. It, the way it just went out was so fantastic. Oh, so and good. just said so much and just a little thing. Oh, it was just, it was, it was wonderful. I have to say the two films we're talking about this, I think they might've been, I don't want to say my top two, like, but they, uh, the Pharaoh was definitely up there last year for me as far as favorite. Yeah. It, it is, it is a, an incredible film. Well, um, for what it's worth, we used to do this um, the first time around, but uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a ninety-eight mm. uh, percent, which is is well earned. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm, I was looking up IMDb. That's there's okay. there's a there's a there's a gap between the user rating. The user rating is about eighty-seven, but that honestly that didn't surprise me too much. But it's a seven point six on IMDb, and its Metacritic score is eighty-nine, which for Metacritic is really high. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there. So there's that. So. Yeah. The farewell. Um, please go see the farewell. Um, if you if you have Amazon Prime, which. In our current state of affairs, I don't know why you wouldn't have it. You know, get toilet mm-hmm. paper delivered to your house, and while you're waiting for it, um, watch Parasite. Uh, not yeah. Parasite. <laughs> not Parasite. Farewell. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's great. All right. Spoiler alert. The yeah. farewell on Amazon Prime. After I just chastised you for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. That's well, great. you you may this may come as a surprise to all of you, but our second film is. Um, one best picture at the at the Oscars the previous year, much to the chagrin of some people who have nothing to better to do with their lives than complain about Korean yep. film. But uh, yeah. it is from 2019 as well, and it's called Parasite. Wow, this film, man! Can I just say I, I I posted a little tweet right before the Oscars. I don't think I watched the Oscars this year, but I knew I in my mind I was like this can't happen. But I was just like if if the Oscars is what it says and actually highlighting the best of the year, yeah. Uh, the parasite should win everything it's nominated for, if not yeah. more. And it did. And I, I mean, maybe there's like one, I think there was one like a sound, some sort of a technical award. It didn't, mm-hmm. but, but as far as like screenplay direct, I mean, everything, it just, uh, sweeped. And then of course the biggest F best, um, international feature film. And then best I, film. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen a more genre bending film mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of movies. Like yeah. I I don't think I've ever seen a film that could fit in so many different genre categories seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Between comedy, thriller, horror, you know, mm-hmm. 
we yeah. just say political statements. I don't know. You know, yeah. just it, 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 all, yeah. all of this kind of stuff happening at once. And, and yeah. it just interweaves back and forth yeah. so effortlessly. It's really incredible. I was telling someone, maybe even you, I was telling someone that, and this is kind of the director's sort of trait. Like he, that he's kind of really known for this, Bong Joon-ho. But even, I feel like what he pulls off, yeah, the genre, but even within scenes sometimes, even within a single scene, the way he can kind of jump and twist different genre types with it. I mean, just within mm-hmm. an interaction. I mean, it's, it is masterful. I mean, it is, uh, it's just amazing. Yeah. So currently, um, it's, it's rated as 8.6 on IMDb, which for IMDb is a pretty high score with over 300,000 ratings. It's wow. Metascore. It's Metacritic rating is 96, which is even higher than the farewell. Yeah. And then the, uh, Rotten Tomato score is a 99 and it's uh, and its viewers and its audience score was a ninety percent. So, yeah. um, nothing but high marks across the board. Yeah. Uh, Tim, I don't know when this episode will post, but uh, yeah, we were yeah. talking beforehand. Maybe by the time this episode goes up, it'll already be available. It might be on Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. Tim was telling me before the show that this uh, was set to be released on Hulu at the beginning of April. Mm-hmm. Um, it is current otherwise, and I will, and I wouldn't normally encourage our listeners to do this because, um, you know, we try to be frugal about things, um, and also try to offer things to you that if you have a, a, a free trial or a subscription to somewhere, you can just find yeah. it. Um, mm. There's enough options out there, but yeah. this one, <laughs> this one is worth um, paying to rent, um, or yeah. I mean, honestly, it's worth paying to purchase. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't push you guys to do that side and scene um but um yeah, yeah so we we actually paid to rent it we this is sounds strange but we watched it on valentine's day hey <laughs> as like a stay in the house valentine's day and i was like oh i really heard this movie like we had really trusted friends who had told us it was really good and mm-hmm. saw this best picture and everything and we're like oh like, yeah let's let's watch it and so so i just uh you know i rented it through amazon and, and watched it that way and oh man just so um, satisfying. It is, um, yeah, just an incredible story. Um, it is, uh, now this was in your top five Mm -hmm. of the decade. Yeah, it actually was. Right. (laughs) Well, I have to say like, so, um, I'm, I'm, I, I, when did I first, I'm trying to remember, I think I first discovered, so I've been a fan of Bong Joon-ho for a while, the director. Um, Mm -hmm. and he kind of, he, I think since he, there was a film back about 10 years ago called The Host, which I don't know if you have you seen by any chance. I've heard of it. Okay. But, um, it, it's one of those it. similar genre bending. It's a monster film, but it's also a family drama, but it's also a comedy. <laughs> and it's also a it's it's a I mean, in the sense, it's kind of similar to Parasite, although Parasite, I think, is like kind of the encapsulation of like the best of Bong Joon, like what, what he does best, I think is perfect in Parasite. But the host is wonderful. Anyway, so since I saw the host, I was kind of like anytime one of his films comes out, I'm just like, I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, and he usually works with, um, I apologize, I'm going to pull up his name, Song, Song Kang Ho. I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly, but the main character of Parasite, he works a lot with, in most of his films, he is a, a, a main character. And so okay. both of them together, I just really, really love watching. And um, so this one, I was, I was excited about just for that, for because it was... Um, uh, Bong Joon-ho's film, you know, film that he was working on. Um, but I just didn't, I don't know. I did not, ex- like I knew of, it was going to be him. It was going to be kind of hit what he, what I'm used to with him. But, um, it just, it just, I feel like it was taking everything to just another level. Like, which I hate that sounds so cliche. I can't, it's just a step above. He's just doing so much more than I, I expected, I guess. I don't know. Like I, mm-hmm. um, I'm very bad at keeping up with like best picture nominees. Um, but this year I, I did try to go through, I only, I only made it a little over halfway. I didn't see all 10 films, but of the films I did saw, which mo- a lot of them were great. They're, you know, deserving best picture nominee, you know, they're, they, they deserve that. But in the end, they all felt like they were made to be best picture. Nom- like they had sure. that, fin- you know, like uh, I'm trying to think of a, an example, like the Irishman, it's a great film, but it's, it's this, you know, lengthy, Scorsese epic, trying to get an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's which isn't a bad thing. They're all great. I mean, even Tarantino was great, but it's it it kind of felt like what I was expect. Like it felt like what you're expecting, you know, with the yeah. Best Picture nominee. And I feel like <laughs> Parasite was was just playing in a, in a completely different uh, game. It wasn't it wasn't one of those ones I was trying to. It was just being the best. Like it it yeah. wasn't trying to have this hit this certain tone make you feel a certain way do this certain 
it just was an amazingly told, like well told story, and uh, like striving for excellence on its own terms yeah, rather than yeah. trying to impress anybody else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, man, um, it's so yeah. Yeah. I guess we should dive in a little bit. I feel, I feel yeah, like we're, I think we can dive into an extent. <laughs> we're like laying all these accolades that I just, I just realized yeah. we haven't even talked about. It's so about. good. You guys know what we mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say it's, it's hard to say what's at the heart of the film because there's yeah. so many different pieces in play. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one uh, I'll, I'll take what feels like the most noticeable one at least mm-hmm. is, um, is uh, classism. Mm-hmm. and um, disparity between social classes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, Film, you know, taking place in, in South South Korea. I'm guess I'm just gonna okay. I just just out of respect for name pronunciation, I'm just gonna refer to like members of the family and stuff. And I think by their familial role. Yeah, um, I was probably gonna do it to like the Kim family and the Park family. That was kind of where I was gonna. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's about as far as we can go, um, while still being respectful and not embarrass ourselves. So um, yeah, so this uh, this young man, uh, first of all, they they're living in in squalor. I mean just in a really a, in a rough part of town and a very um, poor shelter. I mean, like it's to call it a house is, 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 is much. I feel I should have meant to look it up beforehand. There is an actual term. It's almost like basement apartment or there's a term for it because they actually do exist in Korea where basically yeah. like half of the, half of the apartment is literally under the ground. Like your window yeah. is looking out to see half of, you know, the ground um i can't remember what it was called it's almost like this <laughs> it's like this dark comedy take mm-hmm. on slumdog millionaire in a way mm-hmm. like these people living at the bottom and like their hopes to to get out of that right so the the son of this family it's a, it's a mother and a father and and, a, and two children and uh like two teenage children and mm-hmm. um this young man they they make like what was it? They're uh, almost folding like pizza boxes. Yeah, they're folding, folding pizza, pizza boxes. Box. Yeah, yeah, uh, for like you know pennies on the dollar, you know, to, as uh, for work and uh, constantly like standing in various corners of the basement apartment to try to get neighboring Wi-Fi to do things, you know. <laughs> Which I and, love uh, how that that alone says so much about their situation. You know, right. like, isn't it? That's just I thought that was a perfect yeah. way to begin. Like, you get to know this family that and then finding is, um, Wi-Fi. I was about to say that's so it's so interesting you would say that. It's like that and that's like the one of the opening mm-hmm. conversations yeah. is between the brother and the sister. Yeah. Like go into the corner of the bathroom or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. stand up on the toilet. And even in those moments I'm like, Oh. Well, like that's be, and that that's just where we are as a society now and our reliance on those things mm-hmm. is just like, oh well, I, I I get how hard things are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's because it's not like living mm-hmm. in a completely different culture which yeah. is you're living at the bottom the very bottom of this culture you know mm-hmm. well the very bottom but you get what i'm saying yeah um so anyway the son he he um manages to get an opportunity to um take over as a tutor mm-hmm. for for a friend of his but it's for a subject he really doesn't like doesn't know much about like he he does not feel equipped to do the job but he yeah. wants to take it anyways because it'll be good money it's a tutor for for a girl in a rich family like an mm-hmm. in-home tutor and he sees the opportunity for wealth and decides to take it and just kind of fakes it till he makes it mm-hmm. basically and from there i don't know how much more we want to go that's the thing um, i was debating that too i want it's yeah yeah that's tough <laughs> but there's um but what basically, like like so many stories, once you get a taste of something, you see an opportunity for more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the desire and the desperation grows, yeah. and uh, and so to the point where you know everyone in the family that they're trying to get in on the action, basically in a way. Um, so it's a very oh gosh, it's just interesting to. The, the way the the film portrays like how you can um I feel like we even I was thinking about this a couple episodes ago Tim when you brought up Breaking Bad again mm-hmm. and how like you can have this great plan to escape your lot in life yeah um but the place you came from never really leaves you um so like you can insert yourself and be a pretender 
uh, insert yourself rather um, in a situation uh, in a place that uh, in, in a place that is foreign to you, I guess, called you know, like socioeconomically. When I say culturally, I mean it more like that. And but you can't necessarily fully hide who you really are. Yeah. In those situations. You know? Yeah. And that eventually will get exposed. Mm-hmm. And the way, like, you know, I don't feel like I'm spoiling anything right now to say that some of these things come to light because in movies like this, you don't, you don't set up a premise of someone faking something without it ultimately getting exposed or yeah. you have a terrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, um, but the ways in which it comes to light mm-hmm. is both, uh, I would say original. Yeah. Um, and heartbreaking mm-hmm. <laughs> at the same yeah. time. Um, because not only is there this sort of um, pursuit of a better life and wealth and things like that um, happening, but there's also like the interfamily dynamic within the family itself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and the, this, you know, like the, the juxtaposition of the poor family. Um, um, just holding so much in esteem, like, you know, mm-hmm. treasuring what they have yeah. versus the, the rich family who just is so seems to see, seems to take everything for granted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind um, of forgets that things even like they even have things, these particular right. things there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just seeing those things matched up against each other mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah. Uh, and that's before things get really crazy, Yeah, you know? So, <laughs> yep. and then that part I will stay silent on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but it's, it's, it's an amazing film mm-hmm. and it is much more, um, I will say there's a stark difference in mm-hmm. the casual, uh, viewer accessibility between Mm -hmm. this and the farewell, I think as long as, uh, as long as you're willing to read, uh, Mm -hmm. it is subtitles. Um, this is an incredibly magnetic film from the very beginning. Like, um, I I would almost, I I almost would have half jokingly said about the farewell, like, you know, don't put that on as a movie you're going to put, put on right before you go to bed or something because it's it's not quickly paced, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so just make sure you have enough energy to really pay attention to it and immerse Mm -hmm. yourself in it. But, um, parasite will keep you up. Yeah. Like, um, and that, and that doesn't, I wouldn't say that necessarily makes it better. It's just a different attribute that film has. Um, so definitely that's one definitely worth checking out. They both are, but, um, yeah. So there's, there's, there's so much, and there's yeah. and it gives you so much to talk about after it's over. Yeah. So um, take that and get in touch with one of us or find somebody yes. who's seen it. Watch <laughs> it with a friend so you have somebody to talk to after it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I'm I'm trying to tiptoe around the plot and try not to say too much without giving enough. But I, one thing you brought up at the beginning that is so really true about the the genres. You know how it's just so many different genres that target so many different ideas. And I one thing I love is it is it while it. Um you know, addresses these genres. It doesn't, I feel like it doesn't fall into like the tropes or trappings of the drama or the, the genres, or even like, you know, in talking about classism, um, it doesn't fall into those kind of stereotypical, like, well, clearly the, this, this family who is struggling, they're the benevolent, the deserving kind hearted people who will own the saintly people who deserve these riches or, or vice versa. The, the rich people aren't these like, villains who are horrible to everyone they encounter like there's a lot of complexity and nuance and nobody is perfect nobody is um it's it's like you can almost tell bong joon he's not going after people but more of the systems that we're kind of entangled in and we find ourselves in um and while there may be merits you know while certain families may have certain downsides and negative court you know there's certain things about the families but um it's it's almost like he's not interested in um pointing fingers at the the individuals themselves. And I feel like that is just, it's just a, it's refreshing and it's, you can see he's has just higher aims and higher goals with the film. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, that takes a special attention to, you know, to, it, it would be so easy to sit back and, and target mm-hmm. one particular yeah. group or something. And that, yeah. in that film, that would be expected and easy. And, um, which I'd say, you know, is why he deserves the accolades he's gotten. Is because he took a different, different route with that, and um, 
took a much more balanced and complex approach towards putting everybody under the microscope there. Um, but it's been, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. Um, I, I highly doubt anybody who's listening to us, um, has any, um, preconceived prejudices against foreign films or anything like that. Um, in the, in the wake that this film, people tried to get some corners of society, tried to give this film after it won its accolades. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's just absurd. Good, good art. Good art is good art. Um, Mm -hmm. and this certainly is. Um, and, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot to chew on with this one too. And it's, and it's highly entertaining too. I think the only thing I would, uh, not, I guess, I don't know that's that ended on, but just also include, and I, get, I think it's a lot of it's true for both films, even though um, Parasite can get a little more frenetic, a little more fast-paced, but the cinematography yeah. with both films are is just really, really powerful, and especially with Parasite, uh, just the, the way he portrays uh, the Kim family, who are the family that are trying to make ends meet, you know, folding pizza boxes, and the Park family, the way you see kind of their living such the imagery that they use to kind of accentuate um even just based on altitude you know like you see the family kind of at the lowest of the low literally yeah and the parks up kind of underground yeah yeah basically yeah <laughs> um i i think a lot of the the imagery he used the cinematography was just just to kind of contribute to the story itself i think was um really really magnificently done yeah you know the more i think about it more than one time in the film too there's a lot to be said visually about about living in an an elevation and living underground um that's interesting and yeah Yeah. that's a good good point man well you go ahead sorry well no no it's it's one of those things i don't know if i would say but there's just this really compelling sequence of them walking from one home to the one one location to the other and it just they just keep going down. Like it's, it doesn't stop. Yeah. Like you just, it takes, you think they're going to hit this point where they, you know, you're like, oh, okay, they're just around that corner. And no, it's just continually just going down. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's really, the imagery is very vivid and it's, and it's, and the way, it, the way it helps tell the story without needing to have the characters really say anything. Um, yeah. Is, is great. It's man. So good. Um, well, I, I think I've said all, all I feel I, I can say <laughs> yeah, on Parasite yeah. without ruining it. Same. So. He, yeah, that one is almost one like I, I kind of um, – anybody – yeah, if, if I'm recommending it, like just make sure you don't know much about it. before. Like try to know as little as you can yeah. before going in. And I think For it's, sure. it's a really great way to experience it. Yeah. Keep your prior knowledge limited and bring a friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely worth it. Um yeah, well, this has been this has been fun. I like the shared experience conversation. I feel mm-hmm. like it's been a, it's been it's been productive. Yeah, this is great. This is really great. Yeah, well, we may have to try that again. Um, or back to the routine. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, anything anything else to throw out there, Tim? Yeah, I guess before we go, I just want to now that we're you know we're kind of back and going. Um, you might notice in your podcast feed, um, and and uh, hey, by the time this is released, this may be fixed. That'll be great. Um, right now, you can only see the newer episodes. So, like, I guess the 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 most recent, you know, from this year. Um, there's some sort of glitch in trying to combine RSS feeds from the previous one to this one. So I'm trying to figure that out because I I still want the previous, you know, over 50 to be available. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, you can still find them at uh, Night Cheese Podcast. I, there you can find all of them. You can still download the episodes. What I did just to streamline it back then, oh my goodness, I wish, I, I kind of want to do like a YouTube tutorial. <laughs> Not even to tell people to do this because I don't recommend it to anybody. But the length, you know, 10 years ago almost that I went to do it for free and like, <laughs> I, ju- I was, the, it was like a gymnastic routine trying to like, find what place to upload the it was just it was so it was so but it was so i mean it was fun i love doing that but it was just looking back like wow i I did so much to try to just not have to pay anything um to do this (laughs) but now since i actually have a a website of my own it's it's much easier to just kind of put it with that um but still getting that rss feed to connect has been the issue i don't know what's going on with it so i'm gonna try to figure that out anyways all that that was a long way of saying hopefully it'll be fixed by the time you listen to this but now we are on spotify and kind of anywhere you you listen to podcasts, uh, 
we're we're hopefully going to be there. Even yeah. Zune. Even Zune. We for, were we were in the Star Zune. Lord and the one other guy who still has one. Exactly. Yeah. It's funny looking back at old night like how that was one of our in our list at the bottom of every post. It was That's right. Download from Zune here. Find download. us on Zune. Oh, yeah, man. you kids will understand there was a time when there were other streaming devices other than well, I don't even know some some people probably don't even know what iPods are. Yeah. Oh man. Point. Yeah. Oh man. Well, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> got to change with the times, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but if we still have our, you know, our email address, uh, nightcheese at gmail.com, if you'd like to. Nightcheese podcast. That is, that is a, oh my gosh. It's, night, it's okay. We haven't used it in years. That is true. I had to get you the password from you today. I was like, oh, do you, or I did, yeah. Oh, we'd yeah, reset, we had to reset our passwords, all this other stuff. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Nightcheesepodcast at gmail.com if yep. you have any questions uh, or uh, recommendations for us. Yeah. Even. Uh, if you really guys fun. ever want to reach out to us and if there's something you'd want to see us cover, um, we used to, we used to get a wild hair back in the days to do specialty episodes every yeah. fourth or fifth episode. So if there's anything you want to see us cover or revisit even, uh, fun. to talk about, we'd be glad to do that and all in due time. Mm-hmm. Um, both awesome. of our houses are a little bit more packed than they used to be. So yeah, uh, yeah. If you just give us a little bit of it's... grace there, but we'd be glad to look into things. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we would love to hear from you um, in any any way you'd like to get in touch. And um, yeah, I guess I guess that's it. Yeah, thank you for listening. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us again, and uh, we'll see you next time for episode fifty-five uh, to be determined. Uh, hopefully, a more sensitively word-played title. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us for episode fifty-four, Chinese virus. Now you know why it was called that because of the farewell and parasite. Uh, no other reason. It's only that, yes. Only that ever. <laughs> um, so, uh, until then, uh, from Stephen and Tim, thanks for joining us and keep working on your night cheese. Awkward, Fina? Sorry.